Among Christians, it is perhaps one of the best known verses in all the Bible. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Romans 8 verse 28. You know that one, don't you? Well, how is it that all things work together for the good of those who love God? Well, that's the question we're going to be asking Charles Haddon Spurgeon today. But firstly, welcome to episode 118 of the Ask Spurgeon podcast. And I'm delighted that you've chosen to join me again today. If you are not yet a subscriber of this podcast, do just click on the subscribe button on your preferred podcast channel. And so now we ask Reverend Spurgeon, help us to understand... How do all things work together for the good of those who love God? My friends, as Christians we understand the word good as spiritual good. Ah, says he, I do not call gold good, but I call faith good. I do not think it always for my good to increase in treasure, but I know it is good to grow in divine grace. I do not know that it is for my good that I should be respectable and walk in good society, but I know that it is for my good that I should walk humbly with my God. I do not know that it is for my good that my children should be about me, like olive branches round my table, but I know that it is for my good that I should flourish in the courts of my God and that I should be the means of winning souls from going down into the pit of hell. I am not certain that it is altogether for my good to have kind and generous friends with whom I may hold fellowship, but I know that it is for my good that I should hold fellowship with Christ, and that I should have communion with Him even though it should be in His sufferings. I know it is good for me that my faith, my love, my every grace should grow and increase, and that I should be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, my blessed Lord and Master. Well, Christian, you have got upon the meaning of the text then. All things work together for that kind of good to God's people. Well, says one, I don't think anything of that then. No, perhaps you do not. It is not likely swine would ever lift their heads from their troughs to think anything of stars. I do not much wonder that you should despise spiritual good, for you are yet in the gall of bitterness and the bonds of iniquity. You are a stranger to spiritual things, and let your despising of spiritual things teach you that you are not spiritual, and therefore you cannot understand the spiritual because it must be spiritually discerned. To the Christian, however, the highest good he can receive on earth is to grow in grace. There, he says, I had rather be a bankrupt in business than I would be a bankrupt in divine grace. Let my fortune be decreased, better that than that I should backslide. 
Let your waves and your billows roll over me, better an ocean of trouble than a drop of sin. I would rather have your rod a thousand times upon my shoulders, O my God, than I would once put out my hand to touch that which is forbidden, or allow my foot to run in the way of gainsayers. The highest good a Christian has here is spiritual good. And we may add, the text also means good, eternal, lasting good. All things work together for a Christian's lasting good. They all work to bring him to paradise, all work to bring him to the Saviour's feet. So he brings them to their desired haven, said the psalmist, by storm and tempest, flood and hurricane. All the troubles of a Christian do but wash him nearer to heaven. The rough winds do but hurry his passage across the straits of this life to the port of eternal peace. All things work together for the Christian's eternal and spiritual good. And yet I must say here that sometimes all things work together for the Christian's temporal good. You know the story of old Jacob. Joseph is not, Simeon is not, and now you will take Benjamin away? All these things are against me, said the old patriarch. But if he could have read God's secrets... He might have found that Simeon was not lost, for he was retained as a hostage, that Joseph was not lost, but gone before to smooth the passage of his grey hairs into the grave, and that even Benjamin was to be taken away by Joseph in love to his brother, so that what seemed to be against him, even in temporal matters, was for him. You may have also heard the story of that eminent martyr who was always likely to say, All things work together for good. When he was seized by the officers of Queen Mary to be taken to the stake to be burned, he was treated so roughly on the road that he broke his leg. And they jeeringly said, All things work together for good, do they? How will your broken leg work for your good? I don't know how it will he said, but for my good I know it will work, and you shall see it so. By God's grace it proved true that it was for his temporal good, for being delayed a day or so on the road through his lameness, he arrived in London in time enough to hear that Elizabeth was proclaimed queen, and so he escaped the stake by his broken leg. He turned round upon the men who carried him, as they thought to his death, and said to them, Now will you believe that all things work together for good? So that, though I said the drift of the text was spiritual good, yet sometimes in the main current there may be carried some rich and rare temporal benefits for God's children, as well as the richer spiritual blessings. I hope that this answer to the question, how do all things work together for the good of those who love God, has been a help and encouragement to you. It was provided during the Sunday morning sermon, preached on the 18th of October, 1857, titled, The True Christian's Blessedness. 
And please feel free to contact me about this or any other episode in the podcast. You can do so by emailing dave at askspurgeon.com. Let's pray together. Father, it's sometimes hard when going through trials to appreciate just what you are doing for our good. And yet you have said all things. Help us to trust. And then, even in the midst of our sufferings, before we see your purpose and plan, help us to praise. For there is joy in praise and worship. And so I pray that you would help us not only to know these words in our head, but to believe them in our hearts. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next time, God bless and keep you.